Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. I'm St Nicholas, and I'm here because I love Christmas, and I'm so excited to do this Christmas episode. And I'm Krampus, and I'm here because you've been very naughty children, and I'm going to whack you with sticks. <laughs> uh, so I'm available for voice acting. Um... <laughs> yeah, uh, we're both voice actors. If you want to ha- like cast us in your reels, that'd be great. Anyway, we're Katie and Liv. Welcome Hi. back to Midnight Fun. We're doing Krampus this week. We are. Now, to preface this. I'm so this. excited. This is so fun. The film Krampus, I could take or leave. The folklore behind Krampus, love it. What, yeah, I have to, I have to, to preface into. with. Very excited for the folklore. I'm going to say some things where if you're a diehard fan of Krampus, you're probably not going to agree with me, but don't yell at me on Twitter. I'm allowed my opinions. Uh, <laughs> Come yell at us on Twitter, but just be nice about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, shall we get right into the plot? And then we'll go into the folklore and stuff afterwards. And then it's a short plot. We can line up. I'm not gonna lie. It is a short plot. So we start in the run up to Christmas. Um, Mm. We're in a nice house. It's the well, actually, what we'd actually do is start in like um, a mall, and it's like a, a big show of Christmas, and everyone very classic like fighting over things in the mall what i never think is real but then i see videos of like american black friday and i'm like yeah people really are fighting over that tv huh yeah Uh, i've never seen it happens here i just don't go out on black friday i've never actually seen anyone fight anyone in a shop but we don't really have black friday which is the run up to christmas so i understand why you like want the deals then we have the boxing day sale but on boxing day like you've got a lot of the stuff that you want already like Boxing Day sales are a very chilled occasion because everyone's like stuffed full from like Christmas dinner the day before. You've probably right. had like some form of alcohol before 10 a.m. So everyone's just very yeah, chilled. Like, the most that happens is there's like a queue outside next and it's really busy. <laughs> That's about it. It's yeah. a bit too exciting. Um, you know. But yeah, we start that and it's like, ah, I see. This is going to be about consumerism. And it kind of is, but not really. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> I have my opinion. It is for that scene, kind of. Yeah, for that um, one scene. Oh, I just... The potential this film could have had. Sorry. I just... Right. You can tell they approach making a point and then they backslide. Anyway, <laughs> we're in the Engels house and our protagonist is Max Engels. He's a very cute kid, proper curly mm-hmm. hair. He's very, very adorable. Sweet. He is very cute. Um, He's a big believer in Santa Claus. I don't know how old this kid is. Um, I would guess but... maybe... Well, okay. I'm really bad at judging the age of the kids because to me, I'm like, that kid's 11. But Yeah, visually, to me, the kid looks about 11 years old, but then his handwriting is god-awful and also he still believes in Father Christmas. Yeah. So it, I think like, he's maybe supposed to be in a very like. Oh, but he looks a lot older. Than he looks a lot older. Like, I would say, based on, like, textual cues within the movie, I'd say he's supposed to be seven or eight, but he looks yeah. about 11 yeah definitely either way he's very cute um he's our protagonist he's hanging out at home he's trying to get his family to like get on uh his family is beth and their two parents i can't remember their names but it's adam scott and um tony collette they're great uh and their grandmother who is called omi um they're hanging out They're, they're having like little arguments nothing major he's just like can we like do things in like all together can we watch a film he'd done something wrong right he he was in yeah, trouble for um, there was a kid um at the nativity that he was in who was making fun of yes. him for still believing in father christmas so he drop kicked him into a manger 
<laughs> go off, King. I mean, <laughs> not in real life. Don't drop kick anyone. But in the context of a film, kicking someone for Santa's honor, kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so he's in trouble and they're like, you can wrap your presents yourself because you yeah. have done a bad. Yeah, they were like, we're not wrapping um, gifts together because you did a bad thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so I just looked it up and the guy who who plays Max, um, MJ Anthony, mm-hmm. he was 12 in this. He was 12 when it was filmed. Excellent. But based on the film, I do think that he is supposed to be much younger because... Maybe we'll his, say he's around 10, like a yeah, solid middle. Yeah, he's around 10. He's like... Well, because it, but he's like, I don't mean it. He writes a letter to Father Christmas and like his handwriting is so bad. It's like a, like a six-year-old... To be fair, Liv, both of our handwritings are real bad and not we that are kind of bad. Not the kind of bad where you like do an O that's like so much bigger than an M next to it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, mine, it's is, bad. mine is it's, like it's, that, to be fair. <laughs> okay, fine. But looking at it, it's bad in the kind of way that like a little kid writes. You know what I mean? Where he's like yeah. not quite on the lines and like he's got like random... You know when... like, he's, He's very much blocky handwriting and things like that. Absolutely. So, but uh, you know when people don't have kids and they're like, cool, I need to indicate that this kid is writing a letter. Kids write like five-year-olds. Kids write right? like five-year-olds year until they're, what, 18, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, so they're in their, their house and then um, Sarah, I think is the mother's name, Tony yeah. Gillette, her sister arrives with her family um, and then their other aunt... I think I think she's an aunt. Some other she's woman. She's a great auntie, like I think. Member. Or maybe a grandma. Yeah, is she the grandma? No, or because they talk about their mum and their mum's dead. Yes, it's so not I think clear. It, They're like, I hate that woman. That she is Howard, which is Sarah's sister's wife's mum, mm, which would yes. make them, which would make her like her kids' grandma, and then not actually really a grandma to the other set of kids. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah, it's her mother-in-law. Funny. No, it is. It's her mother-in-law. Nice. Cool. So, so it's yeah. those two. And then um, their kids. Yeah. And, they, and have, then... they have four kids. One's a baby. And their little dog, Rosie. Who I love their little dog. Love Rosie. Love Rosie. Yeah, she's and great. Then... <laughs> yeah, so it's basically the two mothers-in-law from both of the husband's families. Mm-hmm. And all the kids. And... Mm-hmm. They don't like their relatives. No. Why don't they like their relatives, Liv? Because they're poor. <laughs> Pretty um, much. Because they're um, trashy. We um, so we shouldn't like them. And there's, there's mu- don't you worry, guys. There's multiple context clues of why we shouldn't like them. For example, one of them is nonverbal. Uh, but don't worry. It's not because, you know, he's he's got any kind of neurodivergency. He's just dumb and likes eating. He's and I'm like, dumb and like, yeah. There so were like, multiple parts we're of the not movie gonna where I was get- like right we're okay. not gonna get super into it but like very mild content warming for like fat phobia and like yeah. classism because very much you classism. think they're gonna make some kind of point with it because it's yeah. so heavy-handed we watched it with some friends and they were like we were like oh this is a bit classist oh they're being a bit mean to this kid about like him eating and stuff and then yeah. you're like okay so it's gonna be some moral message about christmas and like yeah. accepting people and it's gonna be heavy-handed but whatever nope it's not there's no payoff for it um yeah this kid essentially <laughs> the gets kid like, is the... drinking he, he essentially gets what i like to call the dudley dursley treatment where like he is just um he's he is fat and stupid and mean for no discernible yeah. reason um, yeah, he is and like we're all supposed drinking to really Mountain hate Dew him. and yeah, they drink Mountain kids Dew. They... All wearing hats. They bring like a dish with them. Um, it's macaroni yeah. and cheese with hot dogs in it, which I think sounds delightful. I'd love to try it. Yeah, that's um, 
but there's lots of like signals like these are like what you see as like an american style like kind of like i think people say like redneck like that yeah kind of, like that kind of thing like that kind of trope and it's like we don't like them because they're trashy and mean yeah. and like the kids are super mean to be fair yeah but the kids with are. all of the context clues about them being like that like all the tropes are there like they're yeah, mean exactly. because and then like you know it's kind like of that and you're like it, no uh, it's not great <laughs> yeah and then it kind of reaffirms like the whole the whole way through the film the film is like letting you know that it's okay not to like them because don't worry yeah uh, they're also bigoted as well and like the yeah. kids aren't very nice and like all this stuff yeah. but then um i just think it's interesting I'll, I'll probably go into this more detail later but i also think it's interesting that they never kind of like focus on the fact that tony collette in this movie is I mean, that's her sister. So she clearly grew mm-hmm. up in the same situation that her sister, her brother-in-law, their kids did. Mm-hmm. And yet she is now living in a big fancy house in a nice neighborhood with a nice car and like, you know, all of mm-hmm. like the Christmas stuff. And now she's like turning up her nose at the food that she used to eat and like really disliking mm-hmm. her family for kind of representing like where she came from essentially it's like she's embarrassed yeah. of like her past um yeah, which i absolutely. just think is really interesting and Liv is doing Liv is doing the legwork to give this like story to this character and stuff like yeah. it's not super in it like they don't be like here's the moral message no but like Liv is like an empathetic person who is like, well, if this was real, this is where it would come from. Yeah, this is where it would come from with the fact that she's like, they're like, hey, we brought you a taste of home and it's the mac and cheese with hot dogs in it. So my head's immediately going, oh, she must have liked that when she was younger. Like, that's why they brought mm-hmm. it. They're not bringing it to like be like, hello, we hate your fancy food. Here, mac and cheese. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. yeah, it's... um. Yeah, and also, like, um, everyone in the family is very vulgar as well. Like, the, the grandma, the, the American grandma, because the German grandma is really nice and classy. The American grandma, mm. like, swears all the time and, like, yeah. you know, makes poop jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's, like, a xenophobic joke at one point. Yes, there is. It, obviously. Like, so there's a lot of that. And you're like, cool, so we're going to have a payoff that these people are bad people. Yes. Uh <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's not great. There's no payoff for it at all. Um, but like, it's kind of like a setup, like, oh, family tensions. These people don't get on. And that's it. Yeah. That's the only payoff for it. But like the tensions kind of come to a head where one of the cousins, the mean cousins, finds Max's letter to Santa and reads it out. And Max's letter is just like, I want my family to get on. It's cute. And I want to hang out with my sister, Beth. And also like a thing about um, the family that, Oh, I've forgotten their names. I think it's Linda and Howard. Their family. Anyway, yeah. the family that are visiting. Uh, they, they're they struggling a bit. So, like, help them out, which is, like, That's certainly a, a weird thing for a kid to, like, wish for like what are your parents saying for the kids you know what i mean yeah. like these, well, that's this the family thing, seems like, fine they're just not rich that these parents are just slagging off this other family like all the time yeah absolutely right and then so it comes to like a head with all of that um and he yells that he hates his family and like runs upstairs his dad adam scott who we love um yeah. from parks and rec comes upstairs and is like no it's okay love your family but it is chaos and they're only going to be here for a couple of days but he gets really mad and he rips up the letter and he throws it outside and he says i wish that christmas could just be like it was which i don't know what that means does that mean that there was previously a time where the family didn't come to visit or that the family was nice like it just is implied that it was nicer but it's kind of implied that the parents are having like 
some marital problems, yeah. but nothing super serious. No. It's just kind of like, yeah, there's, like, he, like the dad's where working Adam's a bit and, too much and Tony yeah, Collette is Adam's like got bit... and Tony Collette like hug at one point and she's like, I wish it was always like this. And you're like, okay, but nothing deeper than that. Basically. No, nothing like, it's not um, like we're going to get a divorce on Christmas kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not super serious, but obviously like just the yeah, stresses of it just modern feels life. Like, Tony Collette is like, yeah. I'm doing everything for Christmas and Adam Scott isn't helping out because he has to go answer his business emails. Yeah. <laughs> but so it, that happens and then it's some creepy music happens and a blizzard spooky, spooky. engulfs the town oh, and there's no! a big power outage um scary scary spooky spooky uh, so there's this big blizzard and the power goes out and beth who is max's sister is like can i go and see my boyfriend who lives like down the road not super far no like because i was supposed to be texting him and obviously the signal's out now so i can't text him and the family are like, yeah, go out in the blizzard. Sure, but you can only That's go out for fine. one hour. Right? They're like, oh, well, the blizzards calm down a bit. Go out for an hour and come back. But to me, um, just before we get into the consequences of this action um, yeah i certainly wouldn't be letting my teenage daughter God, i mean out i wouldn't be allowed out i mean that's the thing is no. that, like if, if i was looking at it from my family i mean i <laughs> i never actually dated anyone close enough to my house to walk there but like mm-hmm. it, right as an example my cousins lived like 10 minutes away from me when i was a kid if there was an actual like snow drift in that and it was like actively snowing like that hard no i would not have been allowed out the house absolutely not like i'd probably be a moody teenager about it and i'd probably be like mm, i just want to call my boyfriend and everyone would be like okay calm down yeah but you know but the, it's a blizzard I absolutely and the would not let out. me outside the house if it was not if the power is hard. out and the phone signal is down like i'm 23 and my no. mom still freaks out if she can't get me on the phone you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like, it's it's so ridiculous i don't think most parents would especially when they're trying no, to it feels so responsible yeah also like i do feel a bit sorry for beth in this film for reasons we'll get into in a minute because like well um so she goes out in the snow and she's walking yeah. along in the blizzard and it really starts she's also wearing the cutest little floppy-eared hat and it really she's actually great. made me want one um the context she's... beth's like trope is like she's the teenager she's a moody she's a bit teen. moody sometimes and she was on her, her and her boyfriend smoke drugs and that's yeah. kind of it like that's about it for mm-hmm. Beth. She doesn't do anything bad. She also doesn't like, like Max the... wishes they would hang out more because obviously when kids are close and they're little, they hang out more. And then yeah. if one of them becomes a teenager, they have different interests. You yeah, know what I mean? it... like it's sad, but it's very like a very normal thing to happen. Yeah, she's like 15, 16 and she doesn't like yeah. the other girls very much. Her cousin, her girl cousins, because the girl cousins wear all camo and a very mask bless them yeah basically that's i like that i like the tiny girls i mean like there's also like it's implied that they may be being forced into it by their dad and if that's the case and that's really sad but honestly they seem pretty happy they do they like wearing camo and shooting things good for them (laughs) good for them anyway so she's on her way in this blizzard clearly not having a good time um and on the way, uh, she sees a large horned creature. Bam, 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 bam. It's Krampus. You don't see a lot of him. You just kind of see his big frame and his, like, his little chains feet. and his big horns. Um, he's got like big goatee horns. It's a yeah. fun design for Krampus, to be fair. I really like it. It's um, very, tra- it's very traditional. It's based on very traditional images of Krampus, which I like. Yeah. So she runs away. She hides beneath um, a UPS truck. Um, the uh, 
Do, at this time, do we know that the driver's dead? I think so, right? She uh, no, like... she... Yeah, she does. She looks inside and she starts screaming. Because um, uh, yeah. previously, a UPS driver has brought something to their house and they signed for it. And then um, they also take in a mysterious sack of toys. Oh, a mysterious sack of presents, yeah. A mysterious sack yeah. of presents and they're not sure who it's from. But it's got, like, the kids' names on them. So they put them in the attic, ready for, you know, Christmas yeah. morning. Um, yeah, and the family are just like, oh, this rich family have obviously ordered more presents. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's it's like um, the other the sister the sister like signs for it, and she's like, oh goodness, like wow, more presents kind of thing. Um, and yeah. so um, she, she hides, hides Minnie this truck. She thinks she's fine, uh, and then behind her she sees Jack in the box. Um, no, we're not Snowworm yet. It's just the Jack in the box, right? Oh um, yeah, it's just a little jack in the box, and then like I didn't actually see what came out of it. You don't really see. What, it's like... like a creepy little clown toy. Yeah. Um, and you don't see it attack her. You just see like the top of the. It like zooms out, and you see the top of the delivery van shaking while she's like screaming. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the house. So They're she's starting gone. to get a bit worried about um Beth. Yes. Um, and like they're like, okay, we'll go out for her. Meanwhile, Max notices that there's like a creepy snowman in the yard, which is so fun. It's um, very, I love it so much. She's like, there's snowman. a snowman in the yard. And everyone's like, <laughs> right? wow, nice like, one, cool, Max. Nice, Max. Cool. Yeah, that is a snowman. <laughs> um, which I do feel sorry for him because he's, he's doing, you know, the horror movie kid thing. Like he's yeah. seen the creepy thing and no one believes him. But also yeah. if someone's like, there's a snowman in the yard. I'd be like... <laughs> great like, thank cool. you yeah it, it's snowing <laughs> thanks max um <laughs> so the dads go out to search for beth so they make it all the way to her boyfriend's house and they don't get there and on, do they sorry <laughs> <laughs> they don't they're really they bad parents to Beth. they're like oh no um, we gotta go back <laughs> yeah so they get to her boyfriend's house and it's like in ruins the chimney's all split open they see like big um prints in the snow from cloven hooves which and someone stabbed a gingerbread man through the chest yeah right it's so funny and um, the guy's they... like what sick redacted did this and i'm like it's a gingerbread man chill like right and then they like they start heading home like they kind of hear beth screaming um mm. from a distance um but then howard gets captured by the snow worm he just drags it's like a weird worm underground thing you never see it like we don't know if it is comes up later is the clown which the is clown. Like a big scary jack-in-the-box oh i hate him that eats people i hate him too he's got a fleshy oh. maw and i hate him oh i hate um, how squishy he is yeah it's we disgusting. never know if it's him or if it's just like an underground worm thing i'm not sure if it's implied to be him but anyway he starts like dragging howard down and then we can still hear beth screaming but obviously howard's right in front of tom so he like helps him shoots at the ground and saves him but his like leg is pretty busted up from being bitten by the big yeah. underground we think it's a worm but we never know what it is i like to call it the um, snow worm it's fun snow worm so worm absolutely snow worm um, i think they should have done what they do in dune where they like do a little dance on the snow and be like you can't see me i'm not making footsteps that's cute. Uh, anyway, like they that. return home and they're like, we need to board up the windows and the door, etc. Um, I think they're terrible parents to Beth, they to are. be honest, because they just kind of are like, well, we'll get Beth when this is all over. The thing that gets They've me just is that they're Beth like, screaming. we're going to go and get Beth tomorrow when the snow's over. And I'm like, it is like... It, like the guy even references the fact that he nearly gets frostbite, frostbite from being out there for like not even like I'd say within the canon of our 
half an hour to an hour he says that he's getting frostbite like okay your child will die like your child is gonna die and you've just heard her screaming and seen the state of her boyfriend's house like you need to be out there searching but they don't they They go in and they board it up and the whole time to be fair tony claire's like we need to go after beth but they don't ever they don't the whole time she's actually fighting for it she's like we should go after beth and everyone's like cool story bro anyway boarding up the house and they produce a load of wood from somewhere yeah they just board up the house from somewhere um it's yeah it's not fun i get really annoyed about it because I don't know about you, Liv, but I think that my parents would at least follow me out yeah. into the snow. Yeah, I'm pr- <laughs> at I'm least for sure more than one trip out, you know. More than one trip, and I don't think that they would be like, "It's okay, we'll go get Liv in the morning." Because I think at yeah. that point you need to accept that mm, gone. If you if you leave, I mean, it's just like I don't have siblings, so I don't super understand like the implication. The kind they are kind of like we kind of have to protect the kids that are at home. Yeah, but I don't but... think that would stop me from going out and getting my kid that I knew was in definite danger. When well, we're, no, yeah. Like, at that I mean, point, there's nothing dangerous in the house. You're like, oh, big snow worm thing. I'm not going to lie. It kind of feels that they're like, well, at least we have Max still. Like, right? no. He's like your preferred yeah. child. Like, I don't Absolutely, think it's supposed... I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's supposed to come across that their favourite child is Max, but it really does because no. they basically just stop caring about Beth. Beth never comes yeah. up for the rest of the film except for one Every part. Every now and again, they're like, hmm, and Beth's out there. And I'm like, maybe, I don't know. They don't care. They just... get Beth. Like... like, they literally just don't. They, they, they're just like, well, I guess we'll get Beth in the morning. And then no one references her anymore. Like, like just... I'm not a parent. I will never, like, until if I ever have kids of my own, I'll never understand, like, the deep bond of having a parent's love. My closest comparison is I am very, very close to my little cousin, obsessed mm. with them, love them. If they were out in the snow, there is nothing you could do to make me stay yep. in the house where it's warm and safe. I would yeah, be I out mean, there. I'm sure the you'd be the same if one of your sisters was out yeah, there, or, right? Yeah, or my brother. I mean, God, especially if it was Fergie. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> Fergie, if you're listening. I just, out of all of us, Ferg probably least likely to survive a blizzard. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, no. And also, I prob- Ferg, probably, probably the one most likely to be listening. To <laughs> I'd just be worried. Because out of the two of us, so Fergie and I definitely have the worst eyesight. And then mm-hmm. Ferg's, Ferg is so skinny. There's no meat on his bones. He'd freeze to death in <laughs> five minutes. This is the roasting lives brother. No, I don't, I'm not roasting him. But like, if any of my siblings were like out in an actual blizzard, God, I I would be cry. I would be. I think the thing is, is that no one in this family is like distraught because no, I'd like, be. Oh, Beth's gone. They're like, oh no, we went to her boyfriend's house and it's wrecked and all of this stuff. And then Adam Scott's like, well, time to go home, and he doesn't cry or to anything. To be fair. Yeah, to a certain point, though, I think it is, like, cool where we're on crisis mode. You know, like, when you see, yeah. like, mums in a crisis mode and they're, like, very, like, right, now we need to address the problem. We don't have mm. time to be screaming about it. But then they have a lot of time just yeah. in the house where they're just, like, stressing. I'm like, yeah. you're not on crisis mode this whole time because you, like, for a lot of it, you're just sat by the fire while the kids are on their iPad. What I would have preferred is, like, if they'd had a moment where, like, maybe they, they put the kids down in the um, living room. Because they, they all sleep in one room because the heat's out. So it's, like, the heat. Yeah. Um, and that's where the fire is. I would have preferred it if there had been, like, a moment where the two parents had gone and you could have just maybe seen them, like, holding each other, like, yeah, away sure. from the family. And then maybe Max could have come in and they could have all had a cuddle together and they would have been sad. Mm-hmm. Instead, you never get, like, a sad moment because their child is dead like they're just like well <laughs> literally <laughs> i don't know anyway. I mean, anyway right 
So we're in the house and we're all sleeping by the fire. The kids have been on their iPad until yep. it dies, basically. Um, and they're all sleeping by the fire because <laughs> it's the only warm place in the house. And then, and then a large hook comes down the chimney with a living gingerbread man attached. Um, well, you don't know he's living at the moment. Oh, right. Yeah, you don't know. So it's just a gingerbread man to start with. A uh, suspicious gingerbread kid, man, to be fair. Yeah, the, <laughs> he is suspicious. You're like, what's going on here? He's attached to a hook. Absolutely wouldn't down eat the chimney. him. Which is what one of the no. children then does. Howie Jr. Yeah, yeah Howie Jr. Um, <laughs> the one who eats goes everything. Goes up to him. <laughs> yeah, surprise. It's another joke. It's another like, kind of fat fabric joke. And you're also kind you of know. supposed to be yeah. like, oh, well, kind of, he deserves it for eating the weird gingerbread man. Yeah, so he like grabs the gingerbread man, takes back of him, and then the gingerbread man turns out to living. He like chains oh, up Harry. Oh my Harry God, he screams. Harry it's really awful. Quick. Yeah, it's awful. And then starts dragging him up the chimney. Um, they're trying to um, cat- get him. Tony collects grabbing him. It's not her kid, but obviously she's the closest yeah, one yeah, to him it's at her the moment. Nephew. Yeah, and they're like trying to grab him down, but eventually the evil gingerbread men get away with it um, mm. and pull him up the chimney, and he's gone. Then um, R.I.P. Howie Junior. R.I.P. The Howie same Jr. time, like a log is kicked onto the um, tree. And that the was so unrealistic. Dramatic. Yeah, it's very funny. It like, but like they're uh, like Max, go and get like, the it's a very extinguisher. Brief, it's it's like, like a very like it's it's an it's an embery log, like very slow embers, and then the tree like immediately cuts. Like like I've burned dry pine trees before. They are excellent if you want to get a massive bonfire going for about five seconds. Even then, they don't catch that quickly because it's not even mm-hmm. like it rolls onto the tree. It rolls near the tree, catches a piece of paper, and then the entire tree sets on fire. Yeah, unless they've so been dramatic. gently drying it out the entire time. But if it was that dry, it would be dead. Like it, they would have a dead tree in their living right? room. <laughs> but anyway, everything's on fire. Like yeah. Then we very quickly enter my favorite sequence from the whole whole movie. Um, Omi, who is the German grandmother, starts describing oh, yes. that the creature hunting them is the Krampus, and we go into this absolutely misplaced beautiful beautiful animation scene like it's such nice animation i I need to find out which animation studio did it because i don't know but it was like it's not like her but it's very similar to laker's animation yeah it is very on the vibes i don't know if they hired a studio or anything i couldn't find anything i wanted to know i wanted to find out maybe if i'm probably looking to it whether or not it is actually stop motion because it's very much in stop motion style Mm. it's beautiful it's this beautiful like claymation style like little thing about how um, I'm gonna go with her parents were like they were in Germany during the Berlin Wall kind of crisis because that seems to be what it's implying. Yeah, it's like there's not um, a lot of food stuff like there's that. Not much food. Um, um, everyone's like upset. So then her parents are like, "We don't believe in Christmas anymore." I'll get yeah. onto. I'm gonna get onto the reasons why I don't like this film later on. But her parents are basically like, "We don't believe in Father Christmas anymore. You're being silly. Like life is bad." Um, yeah, and so she like cries and she wishes, like she just, I think she wishes her parents to go away because they, they hurt her little Father Christmas doll, and she wishes that they go away. And then Krampus yeah. comes back. Krampus comes with his little gingerbread man, and he <laughs> takes her whole family, and he leaves her with a bell that says Krampus on it. Um, yeah, and she's like, and he granted my wish. And he leaves um, her behind so that she can remember what it's like to lose hope. Yeah. Um, which uh, is so, so fun. Never, you, never lose hope again, even though I stole your entire family on Christmas Eve. I've, um, never I've lose hope. I've casually dragged your whole family to hell in a fun way. 
Never um, lose hope. Yeah. Although, to be fair, when <laughs> I suddenly realised the significance. So at the very start of the film, um, little Max goes mm-hmm. up to his grandma. He's like, Grandmama, do you still believe in Father Christmas? And she replies, in German, of course, I have to. Which now I'm realising mm. is because if you see Krampus, I guess Santa must be real. <laughs> True. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's nice anyway. Like, at least there's a nice counterpart. Um, not in this film then, no not in this film but in general there's meant to be yeah so um the family are like hmm i don't think that's true old lady i don't Which think that there's so a magical odd. beast and it's like you've just seen a living gingerbread man hook your child up yeah a living gingerbread enough. it's a big ass stole your baby like yeah what? um the two cousins are like lord upstairs they go to the bathroom and then they hear beth's voice which is the sister got taken at the beginning and it doesn't downstairs. sound like beth though it's like this really creepy voice being like come no. upstairs come up i'm in the attic it's so safe and they're like hey, beth, no demons yeah <laughs> they're like okay beth i'll come upstairs and then you okay. just keep screaming um yeah, the adults obviously. in this film have absolutely no hustle they're like no. why are the kids upstairs like, i wow. can't hear them screaming why, why did you let them screaming? upstairs let me have this conversation uh, let me stand at the bottom of the stairs and just listen to them screaming yeah i'm just saying i would be running up them stairs no it's the fact where they're like where are they and it like their screams are like because of you know upstairs. the sound of the screaming it's very clear that they are at the top of the house right like it's so, uh, also it's there's so footsteps stupid. like in the attic and they're like Oh, I wonder where that could be. <laughs> yeah, guy. and then they just like they just stop. There's no hustle, and it's not like they're like, "Oh, the kids are playing upstairs." You've just seen your child be taken up the chimney by a hook. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're like, like Mom, we're Dad, not playing games help. anymore." Ah, like, yes. So they go up to the attic where, um, oh, basically, God. we see a horrible being called the Clown, who's like a big jack in the box, but he has what? like. Like a more of like flesh. He's yeah. horrible. Also, um, he's, he's my least favorite. Like he has. Yeah, he's so got he, like squishy, he's kind of like this weird face. like slug type creature where like his mm-hmm. you know the 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 stretchy body bit that comes out of a jack of the box that makes him bounce around. So he's got one of those, but yeah. it's stretched to its absolute limit. And then also from within it, you can see the shape of one of the kids that he's eaten, and it's just making mm-hmm. like squelchy noises. And there's green goo everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very it's gross. Horrible. Like, I will say, this film, not especially gory. Nasty, though. Still incredibly nasty. Um, also, because yeah, his jaw splits nasty. into three. It's like um, it's like a Oof. Five Nights at Freddy's situ, where it's not just a normal jaw, it's a gross one. Um, yeah, and then, so they get attacked by that, and then there's also... He's about to swallow one of the other kids. And, like, an evil, like, angel evil teddy. bird thing. Yeah, that's that's um, actually evil... Um, I, I, think, I think it's pronounced... Per... per Perchta, which is actually mm-hmm. um i will get onto it later because I, I i did look a little bit of it. i don't know if you looked up in your Krampus. Lo- actually did you look up Perchta in your law layout i did but i have okay. so much law that okay we share well it. <laughs> i'll put a little bit little little very tiny one job Perchta, which is um i'm sorry if i'm not pronouncing that properly is basically a nice old lady who protects children from krampus and in this, they've mm-hmm. made her a horrible bird woman who looks like a tiny angel from the top of the tree, but worse. Horrible. Yeah, it's like a very spooky baby doll kind of thing. It looks like a 70s or an 80s baby doll, you know, when they yeah. got creepy for a while for no discernible mm, reason. Um, there's also yeah. a, there's also an evil Transformers, who is actually my favourite. I love the evil Transformers. Yeah, he's really funny. 
Uh, and he's just a transformer. Teddy... He's just stabbing him with like a fake. Yeah, with his little, his little hands. I, I also like the evil teddy bear because the evil teddy bear reminds me of all those like those teddy bears that you used to get where if you flicked a switch in their back they do they go from like cute to angry. That's what yeah, it looks they like. They remind me of when I used to I used to do a lot of uh, deep Katie Law drop. I used to do a lot of comic conventions. I used to like do the the UK circuit and stuff. Uh, and I would like go around or like artist alley and they always had like teddy bears where they like cut off their like mouth and replaced it with like a scary I bloody hated mouth. Those. Sorry, yeah. no offense, they everyone. They always had them at every con. And I'm sure they did really well. They, I don't know. They don't have like an Etsy shop, I think, because I was like, oh, I'll probably talk about them, so I'll link them. But I could not find them anywhere. Mm. So they must just be like maybe a local seller to where I was. Yeah. I don't know. Couldn't find them. Um, but yeah, it reminded me of that. But they managed to like defeat these evil toys, which is good. And they go downstairs and they're like, well. But one of the kids has been eaten and the other one is covered in goo. So yeah. They can hear the clown in the vents. Um, they send the dog after it because the dog realizes it's in the vents. Um, yeah. And they like semi defeat it. He like falls through the roof, right? Yeah, it's so um, gross. It's like they're basically like, oh no, it can't get out because of the vents. And then they all fall yeah. through the ceiling. And then also all the toys are there again. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then Krampus's evil elves burst through the window. Yeah. Not before Granny has absolutely wrecked the lives of every tiny toy she shot all of them it's yeah. great yeah it's great but the elves aren't like elf elves they're like no. full-sized people with like scary masks on yes um they're very it's a very cool design to be fair i do like if you're not easily spooked like they're just they're people with scary masks and like big cloaks on and stuff they look really cool um but yeah they come in and they take the little baby and the remaining kid and then Howard, only decent father here, jumps on the back of the creepy clown to yeah. try and get his kids back. Uh, so then he disappears with them. Um, which, to be fair, at least he went after his kids. Um, he also like defeats an evil gingerbread man and also the dog eats a ginger- evil gingerbread man, which I really liked. I thought that was fun. Yeah, it's good. The other dad then decides that the family should flee on an abandoned snowplow, which is like, okay, yeah. cool. So they start heading for that, and I'm like, that can only end well. You know that there's a giant mm-hmm. worm outside, but go yes, off. But... To be fair, not a lot and of the other gra- options at this point. Uh, the grandma's also like, I will face Krampus alone. Yeah. They um, start leaving, and then she shuts the door behind them um, and faces like, Krampus. Grandma, no! And then Krampus is like, I'm climbing to my sack, Grandma! I'm just saying, say I that. think that Omi and Krampus have some sexy tension. Omi, Omi and Krampus <laughs> do. Like, There's a whole scene where they're just like looking at each other and then he like opens his like big sack and kills her. But they're like but. just looking at each other and he like he licks her face with I will say, every time tongue. we're saying that someone gets killed, there's no on-screen death. No, Omi just no climbs into death. a bag, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It's so strange, but they're just, yeah, they're vibe in and then they close the door and it's clear that she's died yeah um which is fun that's um, when everyone gets to be sad max is de- genuinely devastated that his grandma has been killed yeah to be no fair he doesn't super sister, know he just but <laughs> no they just run away um so then it's the two mums the one dad adam scott and then two kids left yeah. um they're running for this snowplow they see the big worm so tom stays behind which is adam scott um, yeah. He's trying to like shoot the worm, which like to be fair, I don't know why you can't walk and shoot. But no. he stays behind and gets eaten by the worm, and then they're loading the kids into a car. Um, what's the name? The sister 
the yeah. mom of the main family and like the sister mom they both end up getting taken mm-hmm. trying to save them and they get the kids into the car but then obviously they're kids and they can't drive and like max no. at one point says i can't drive stick and i'm like you're 11 at most you can't drive anything yeah you're a baby um which is fun um also by this point is to know um the baby the actual baby baby uh has been taken no badness happens to baby baby just gets scooped up by elves and they just hold the baby and they run away with the baby yeah basically this film has many things okay i have like a baby being eaten by like a clown because i think that was objectively too far in my humble opinion yeah so the the other two kids are now in the car and they're like oh no i can't drive stick and then the elves the elves the evil elves from before captures them (laughs) they go to like to be honest what looks like a pretty good sesh they're like at this like evil party like rumping around a fire krampus is there um krampus like stares down max and like gives him this like bell bauble with wrapped in pieces of his letter that he threw out the window and max is like oh dear I summon Krampus by being a nasty it's little like, boy. Oh dear. Um, and then Max this. confronts Krampus and is like, I honestly, I really apologize for losing my Christmas spirit. I'm really upset. And like he at this point he's seen his cousin get like tossed into hell, which is a bit funny. Yep. Uh, and he like stares him down and is crying and he's like, I'm really sorry, I was wrong, take me instead, whatever. And like Krampus seems to like earnestly accept his apology and then he tosses him into the pit. <laughs> Um. <laughs> and he laughs at him also to be fair max does throw his little bell gift like onto the floor which is very rude and then i think der clown eats it yeah so. uh and then max wakes up and it's his house and it's christmas morning and oh my god you guys it was all a dream it was all a dream haha <laughs> it's a nightmare and they're like getting oh, on yeah. and they're unwrapping oh, their no. presents and then he unwraps krampus's bauble bell thing uh and, and the family like, are like oh at him, like, no i remember <laughs> Yeah, and everyone and then like, we... stares at him, and it's it's kind of implied that like everyone knows that they can't like bring it up, otherwise like I don't know more hell. And then yeah. we zoom out, and they're in a snow globe, and there's so many other places in a snow globe, including fun fact Easter egg, the Bates Motel. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Um, the director. So this is a little bit going on to like kind of more stuff, but the director basically because there's so many digital houses within the film, he snuck in a few um houses of like iconic oh, that's horror houses. So, so fun. in the bit where Krampus is jumping on wolves, the um house from Halloween is there. Michael Myers's house from Halloween Ooh. is there, and then also the Bates Motel is in one of the snow globes. So yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so fun. He said that if you if you properly go like frame by frame, you could probably you pick it. out I think fifteen or sixteen horror houses. Oh, that's that such within, a fun Easter egg. Within I love it, that. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. It reminded so, me yeah, my flatmate was just telling me a couple of days ago about the sitcom Sent Elsewhere. It's like a medical yes. TV drama. I've never watched it, but I've been reading so much about it because I thought it was so interesting. But it's like a gritty, realist, like medical drama. And then the last ever scene of it is like it zooming out and it being uh, a snow globe in like and the whole thing is implied yeah. to be within the mind of an autistic child. I don't know how good the representation is. I've not seen it. But, like, big yeah. twist ending from, like, the 80s. Yeah, um, back when it was cool. Yeah, right? Like a pre-lost. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it reminded me of that, which I thought was cool. It's, like, a weird ending, but it's a fun one. Yeah. It's a fun one. I mean, I find the ending particularly horrific because I always find, like, being stuck in a time loop forever having to exist forever particularly terrifying to me. Mm. Like, having to exist in one. And also, like, being forced to be happy about Christmas every single day. Yeah, like, to be fair, we don't know that's... what happens beyond, like, this Christmas morning. No. 
But yeah, as hell goes. I think it's kind of not the absolute worst. Like not like the not fire the and brimstone as hell, but not great. It kind of uh, it kind of reminds me of um, Black Mirror's White Christmas episode. Yes, absolutely. Where um, it's like interesting because obviously they they play on the idea of I wish it could be Christmas every day, mm-hmm. where a guy his consciousness is stuck in a time loop where it is Christmas morning every single day um basically and it's yeah it's a really good episode um i have spoiled the ending of it sorry if you were gonna watch it but it's <laughs> it, i would actually I think recommend it, it's been out for many many years if you were gonna it's watch been out for ages. it came out it. before krampus but if you want to watch something more spooky for the holiday season i would absolutely recommend black christmas i think it's really cool and interesting i'm pretty sure john wait who is it who's the guy that's in it oh it's i can't john remember Ham. it's some other guy yeah <laughs> I've not seen Black Mirror anyway, in ages, but I might give it a rewatch. Uh, I really like, I mean, I, hmm, I I was about to say I really like Black Mirror. I like old Black Mirror, which I think is the opinion yeah. of a lot of Black Mirror fans. I like pretty much all of old Black Mirror and then also the first one or two seasons that they put on Netflix. The most recent season, I really didn't like. Mm. There were some good bits and there were yeah. some really bad bits. So, Absolutely, it's it's a mix. Also, I don't bag, think Black Mirror is ever going to make anything ever again. Like we no. lived through a Black yeah. Mirror episode. We've, for the past yeah, year we're and a half. in it right now. Like how how we're much good. further can you push tech? Like we're basically in it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like we're we're in the Black Mirror now, and then also like, um, I think the world's just so depressing that they're just not going to bother. Right. So. <laughs> it's why stuff like Tesla, like Ted Lasso, has done so well because it's so positive. It's that like you don't want to watch yeah. horrible stuff. Right I now. need to watch it. I need to watch that. It looks genuinely charming. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. So we've talked a whole bunch about the film, and we'll get into some of our problems with the film afterwards. But would you yes. like a law layout? I would love some law, please. Yay. So this law is so interesting. We've never really done anything like Krampus before. A lot of the law that we've done has been about like generic figures, like uh, vampires as a whole or witches as a whole, being like a specific mythical folklorian figure. So interesting to research. So uh, Krampus comes from like largely European, specifically Germany before it was Germany um like very early days paganism Mm -hmm. uh linked to the winter solstice ritual stuff like that we don't have we don't have loads and loads and loads of information about super early paganism it's a lot of like drawings and stuff that survive but definitely appears in paganistic stuff is paganistic a word not sure um and then i think so yeah anyway so related to pagan ritual practice for the winter solstice um during then later on in like the 12th century like the catholic church banned krampus will try to illegitimate uh krampus celebrations because he's linked as like the christmas devil and if you look at photos of krampus not photos i wish we had photos of krampus if you look at like depiction of krampus it's very similar to the christian devil um he also wears uh chains and bells and that a lot of people think if that hasn't come from paganism because obviously depicting chains over time it comes from christian depictions of like having to bind the devil and things like that Mm. um so yeah it came from like early pagan uh religion and then obviously um bad stuff happened and the romans inflicted like christianity and kind of forced um acclamation to christianity and stuff when they invaded everywhere so the krampus myth survived mostly in like small alpine villages like up in the alps where like i love this for them yeah it was more alive so there's like drawings and stuff in that uh, and then it started to come back um on and off throughout culture um but yeah it comes from 
The word Krampus comes from German for claw, which I thought was really cool. I saw that. Sorry, I mean, right. What you have to know about me is that I, I love cryptids. I'm obsessed yeah. with And Krampus is the ultimate like cryptid, that. right? He's so cool. Yeah, Krampus, I think, classes as a cryptid. Yeah. You know, so, like... I think he's Krampus. in the same realm as like, you know, the Holder and things like that. They're very, Absolutely. you know, they're alpine, they're cute. I just, mm, yeah. I love, I, I love. <laughs> so he's come like I, in... I, I was really excited for this episode. Yeah, Krampus depictions have come like in and out of circulation, which is as we see, we talked about like Christianity and stuff before. So they got kind of pushed out to small like village communities and stuff where it was like less rife and more private. And then it also, uh, depictions of Krampus, were also like the traditions and stuff were banned in Austria in 1932 under the Dolphus regime. Um, they gradually came back, but in the 50s as well, like um, there was government distributed pamphlets and stuff. And then towards the end of the century, it started to come back. So pretty recent. Um, it started to be bera- uh, revived in Bavaria as well, where it's like quite big now. They have like big mm-hmm. Krampus celebrations and I'm sure Liv will talk about some of the, the Krampus <laughs> runs and stuff later. But yeah, it's really interesting. But the basically the myth as it goes at the moment and like dating back, it has changed over time. But St. Nicholas and Krampus work in tandem on uh, December 5th, which is Krampusnacht, which is sorry for a horrible German pronunciation, but Krampus night. They go door to door together. Krampus team. Uh, I <laughs> ship them. <laughs> but basically, they go door to door, and St. Nicholas leaves gifts for the good children. So traditionally, this would be like small sweets, like things like that, like nice, small, like kind of modest gifts. And then for bad children, Krampus brings um, birch sticks to beat them with. And then okay. drags them to hell. Sometimes it drags them to hell to eat them. Sometimes just beats them with birch sticks. Can I just can I just say, mm-hmm. right? Um, I there's a new series of Good Omens coming out, and if they don't have involved in there that Aziraphale and Crowley started that myth, right? <laughs> doesn't it sound like them? It absolutely does sound like them, and I love Good them. Evening, children. I bought you candies and sweets. All right, kids, I've brought you a yeah. stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. That's like the, the semi-modern like German version of the myth. Obviously, there's the myth to do with um, the pagan tradition. There's also the Norse myth of Krampus, mm. where he's um, the son of hell, who is the goddess of death. And there's like yes. a kingdom that's a shore of corpses. And there's a dragon that sucks blood from murderers in this like hell Metal. state where they take him. And I'm obsessed with the idea of this dragon that sucks the blood from murderers. And then there's just like a kid that didn't wash his dishes, like just hanging yeah. out at the same just level. Like, ah. What did you do? Oh, you know, load of murder. What did you do? Oh, I forgot to take my plate downstairs. <laughs> but it's I one of. I wanted to take my plate downstairs and I didn't take a bath for a couple of days. Yeah, it's one of those like not cautionary tales, but one of those like myths and like that are used like to punish like naughty kids and like warn them like well it's like a more intense version of like you'll get coal it's like you'll get whipped with the birch wood and dragged to hell um, which yeah. is so intense I so. mean yeah I mean I will say like as far as like Christmas myths kind of go like England is so much less metal than the rest of Europe Right. And I so feel like we must have metal. had way more metal things back in the day. Well, I mean, there's like, well, I personally like the Meridru. Is it Meridru or Meridrid? Mm-hmm. The horse that shows yeah. up on your doorstep and you must rat battle it. Otherwise, it's going to come in your house and drink all your alcohol. <laughs> That's a Welsh one. Um- <laughs> I love Meridru so much. Um, 
but that's not necessarily like scary. Like it, it's a horse skull, but it's yeah. not like a scary creature. Whereas it's yeah. just like, oh, you'll get cold if you're a naughty child. Whereas mm-hmm. like, as an example, there's such thing as the Yule cat that eats kids <laughs> if they're not wearing new clothes on Christmas. Yeah, right. Like it's a like everything else is about like you will get eaten if you don't do this. And I think obviously there is very much like in English, Irish, Welsh, Scottish folklore, they're all they're all slightly different, but they all do have like the concept of like boogeymen and things mm-hmm. like that. But and I it's don't know, like I just think it's behaving to kids, it's right? To me, and like to be fair. If my parents had told me that I was going to get eaten if I wasn't a good child, it would have just massively contributed to my anxiety as a kid. Absolutely. (laughs) I do think it's also a little sad that we've lost so much of this folklore, you know? It's so cool, right? Like, no one leaves out, like, honey for the fairies or, like, I I mean, to be fair, I I know a friend who, like, specifically, her mum keeps bees and, you know, they go and tell the bees, uh, have a new year. Which is what you have Aww. to do if you have bees, by the way. If you're keeping bees Aww. and you're not telling them Happy New Year, I don't know what you're doing. Because that's a medieval oh, tradition. It means that the bees are going to give you good honey. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's, I it's, You know, there's all of this folklore and there's all these like cool things that we used to do. And now mm. it's like, if you step on a manhole cover, you've got to hop on one foot and spit and say toast. Yeah. Like, folklore which I think is, so is fun still. Like but... folklore is something that we're both especially super into. So if one is into it, I would love to do more folklorey stuff yes. as we go on. Like let, it let us so know. Cool. Absolutely. I think it would too. So the yeah, uh, it's just Saint a shame, Nicholas you know. And... Why don't we tell um, kids they're going to get eaten anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Saint Nicholas and Krampus, they do this on December fifth, which is Krampus Neck or Krampus Night. They go door to door and they either leave the presents or they beat with sticks, which is fun. And then December 6th is Nicholas Ag, which is, um, again, horrible pronunciation. Uh, it's St. Nicholas Day where the kids receive gifts or, you know, you realise that your kid's gone to hell, basically. You um, just get up in the morning. Yeah, so... Oh, dear. Um, Our child. St. Nick is, like, this figure that's depicted. He's kind of dressed like a bishop. He has, like, a ceremonial robe and, like, a gold mm. thing. And they're, they're basically partners that work together, as we said. Very good omensy. Good uh, And then... Krampus is a nasty little guy and I love him. He's a nasty so he's, little man. We've talked a little about them already, but he's adorned with chains and bells, which we think might be linked to Christian tradition because um, he's synonymous with like the Christmas devil. That's another name for him. I and think he just likes to devil. be a jingly jangly boy. True. <laughs> and then the birch branches <laughs> definitely come that he like hits people with, hits naughty kids with, uh, specifically comes from pagan tradition. Uh, he's part beast, part goat or part demon, part goat. Uh, he always is depicted mm-hmm. with fangs, with cloven hooves, with a long tongue. Uh, he's got the big goatee horns. He has dark hair and a horrifying face. And in some depictions, he I has... I like him. Me too. He's my friend. <laughs> some depictions, he yeah. has a sack where he carries kids to the un- uh, underworld. They always look like they're having the best time, though. If you see these pictures, they've always got their little heads sticking out of the bag like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Other um, stories say that uh, if Krampus is coming for you, you'll hear a bell ringing through your hometown streets and getting closer until he gobbles you up, basically, Ooh, which spooky. is so fun. Um, yeah. And then there's there's so much like lore around it that's different for different countries. Couldn't possibly get into all of it. A really cool one is um, something that is the Nicholas play, which is Perched and Loft, which is a seasonal play throughout like Alpine regions inspired by like the paradise plays you know like um adam and eve Mm. and all of that um saint nicholas comes and rewards children for um their scholarly efforts which is fun (laughs) i really like it and it's um these 
kind of grew in where there was more Catholic um, influence and stuff and like study your Bible, that kind of mm. thing. And then we also talked a bit um, about Perched before or Perched and Laughin, which um, they wear like they're a humanoid goat with a big long neck and animal furs and they march. Um, Perched and Laughin is like a display, like a parade. Um, and they're like, they're kind of a bit gender neutral, um, like a early form of Krampus, but that it's not done as much. It's more Krampusy now. Um, it's also fun fact, customary to offer Krampus schnapps, which, you know, like the fruit yes, brandy. I have this. So I've got to look, we're yes. crossing over a little bit now into my, uh, my little fandom phenomenon. but yes, oh, it's very traditional to offer him fruit yeah. brandy, which I it's love. It's so fun. Just making him a little peach cocktail. Love it. Uh, that is specifically um, linked to the Krampusschlaft, which is the, the Krampus run, which is still done today. But I know you have done some research about that because it's still done I today. So I'll let you tell the, us about it. Give me your little okay. fandom phenomenon. Is it a fandom if it's religion? I guess it's not super religious yeah. anymore, right? <laughs> it's not. Okay, so Krampusschlaft. Krampusschlaft or Krampus run is, um, so it's a traditional uh, parade. Um <laughs> that takes place in like um european countries um it's also a song by krampus parade from their album alpine nights and holiday horrors which i haven't listened to but i'm definitely going to check out yeah um so it's a traditional austrian parade which tells the folklore of krampus um everyone dresses up as the half goat half demon guy and they terrorize people in the streets so it starts at dusk on krampus nacht which Mm -hmm. is the day before saint nicholas's day um which is the 6th of december as in case you already told you um, Krampuslav happens in Croatia, southern Germany, Hungary, the Czech Republic, and northern Italy, and even America, oh. uh, because um, lots of American places have actually um, adopted the Krampuslav. There's also a place um, in LA that has the Krampus Ball as well, which sounds really fun. Um, oh, that sounds so fun. I wish that we'd adopt it in the UK, but I don't think we ever will, because I think the old people would be too uppity about it. But <laughs> And so, the Krampi run around the street. Uh, it's Krampi the plural of Krampus I've decided that it is because I think it's funny if you follow follow, like the octopus grammar then Zimpus yeah Yeah. the Krampi run along the the streets Mm -hmm. whipping people's legs uh, stealing (laughs) people's hats hats, and also handing out Krampus schnapps um so like so like if you get a little bit whipped maybe he'll steal your hat but then he'll also give you a little drinky which I think is fair like that's Hmm. a fair trade um, other creatures also enjoy the play, including St. Nicholas, Angels, and Puckton, which is mm-hmm. a group of women who roam the streets in brown wooden masks and sheepskin that warding off the evil and saving kids from Krampus. <gasps> um, the the Puckton also have their own day of celebration around the winter solstice, which is like the 6th of January, uh, but they still mm-hmm. show up for Krampus sloth because they like to party. Um, Hell yeah. There's also a lot of people who um, don't dress up as Krampus, but they will dress up in very like alternative gothic styles. Which, if um, fun live law, I'm uh, I love them. I'm I'm alt. I don't yeah. dress goth like all the time because it's exhausting. Um, yeah, big, a lot of effort. Big love to anyone that does, but not you're not mostly for me, pretty goth. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I've seen your big jangly chains. You have. Uh, so if if there is ever Krampus Schloff, if I ever end up in somewhere where Krampus Schloff is happening, I will absolutely be dressing up in my gothiest of outfits, in my well, little demonious. I was going to say this, Liv. Like, we live in Europe. We've just come back from we the do. Netherlands. wasn't a super hard journey. I think that next year, you know, travel permitting, really if it's like safe for everyone to go, to to go I think we should go to Krampus in Germany. I, I think, think it'd should. be so fun. 
I would really enjoy it. I think it would be really fun. Um, so then also there's, um, yeah, so people just join the procession. It goes on for like roughly two hours. And apparently while you're there, like if you're in the crowd not being chased by the Krampuses or the Krampi, uh, apparently it can be like a little spooky, a little scary because everyone's in the masks or like dressed like quite goth. And like, but I just think that's really fun. Like I, I like that. I like that it's a little bit dark, a little bit spooky. But then um, people also carry like flaming torches and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Um there's also Krampus Carton mm-hmm. that get uh, passed around at this time of year, um, which usually portrays Krampus either pursuing children with his little tongue out or, in the more sexy ones, he's pursuing pu- buxom ladies. Ooh. Which I... I think is silly and fun. <laughs> I was looking at old um, Krampus cards that were distributed um, like yeah. in Austria after it stopped being outlawed in Austria and there was sexy lady Krampuses and There's it was great. There's sexy lady Krampus who's whipping men and they look not <laughs> unhappy about it. Um, yeah, and like there's also nowadays like you can get like the more scary Krampus cards. There's also very cute Krampus cards where Krampus is more like a little cupid, and I think that's really fun. He also gets put on like biscuit tins and holiday like sweet tins, which I do- what I a love nice him. thing. How fun. Um, and then also, I will say, I am I'm quoting directly from Krampus's Wikipedia page because mm-hmm. obviously he has one. Because I thought that this was so funny. So the character of Krampus has been imported and modified for various North American media, including a print, including print, e.g., Krampus: The Devil of Christmas, a collection of vintage postcards by Monty Beauchamp in 2004, Krampus: The Yule Lord, a 2012 <laughs> novel by Gerald Brom, television, oh, yeah. both live action, a Krampus Carol. Oh, which yeah. is a 2012 episode of The League and mm-hmm. animation, A Very Venture Christmas, a 2004 episode of Venture, The Venture Brothers, <laughs> Minstrel Krampus, a 2013 episode of American Dad, video games, Carnival, a 1998 arcade game, The Biding of Isaac, Rebirth, a 2014 video game, and film, Krampus, a 2015 com- Christmas comedy horror movie from Universal Pictures. Mm-hmm. And now I found this out and I think you're about, right, don't, okay, prepare yourself. Okay, I'm prepared. There's also a movie currently in production called Happy Krampus, (gasps) which is being made by Walden Media and the Jim Henson Company. Oh my god. That's right. This is the best day of my entire life. I want Muppet Krampus more than I want to breathe. Muppet Krampus. Oh my god, I can't. I want Muppet Krampus so bad. We will. Um, It's in production. Oh my god, I hope it actually happens. So many things go into production and then stop. I will scream. Um, it's so then also it's also been suggested that people in America are adopting like the Krampus imagery and stuff and like mm-hmm. you know doing Krampus schlaff, um because Krampus is seen as like the anti-Christmas guy yeah um, and because p- people are like oh you know oh he's he's anti-Christmas which I think is a little off base because Krampus isn't anti-Christmas he's anti you being a nasty little creature and ruining Christmas he's for everyone he's anti naughty naughty boys uh- <laughs> he's anti naughty naughty children I just like I don't think I mean I think also like the fact that Krampus is being adopted in America is probably also because there's lots of people from European ancestry in America. You know, people like to connect to the roots. Also, Krampus Schlaf just looks really fun. It you looks know? so fun. It's I like how, so bad. where is it? There's the one place where they do the naked Santas and then that can, that's taken off in America as well. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I really want, I, all I can think about is Jim Henson Company Krampus. I I'm know. obsessed Krampus. with the Jim Henson Company. I want to see the Krampus Muppet so bad. Oh my God. I've too. never wanted you know, to see anything so cool. more. You know what it would look like? It would look like the designs from Christine McGonagall. Um, is that her name? Oh my that's God. That's her name. McConnell. I, McGonagall? Yeah. Uh-huh, McConnell. Uh-huh. Yeah, McConnell. McConnell. Uh-huh. Christine McConnell. Uh-huh. If you haven't seen... Um, I'm in love with her. Yeah, she's great. 
Um, there's a Netflix series She's that they've wonderful. made. It's perfect. I really recommend you watch it. The Curious Creations. Yeah. Um, it's like Muppety, but it's spooky. But she's like this. It's so good. She's like this. What would you call it? Like Stepford wife esque character, except yeah. very not vintage, really. Very like she's very vintage, very like Dita von Tisi. Like beautiful. well, Dita von Tisi is actually in it. Yeah, she is. Dita von Tisi plays a ghost in um, the Christmas Creations of Chris McConnell. Uh, she also has a little raccoon that she. So she's she has a little raccoon that she did necromancy on. Who's yeah. Alive. She also has an Egyptian mummy cat. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's lovely. Uh, well, he's not lovely. He's cute though, and a big, giant bear thing yeah. i don't know what kind of animal he is he's just perfect though yeah and she's and a real lady so she has a youtube channel like she's had this cool i know show, and like but... i got kind of upset because she has a boyfriend in the show and i found out that he's not really her husband because i thought he might have been her husband in real life and he's not but it's fine yeah <laughs> they just it's just like basically someone saw like the two type like the two sides of my personality and went nah here you go Right. Because it's it's the spooky and the creepy, but then it's also baking and sewing and making yeah. little tea parties There's for your friends puppets and feeding and I them love cake. Them. It's amazing. Like, um, highly recommend. It, it's yeah, it's like how I've been this week, been planning my silly little goth outfit that I'm going to go to a winter wonderland with Katie with, but then also planning how I'm going to make a lemon meringue pie while I'm at her house. It's so- amazing. <laughs> I love her. It's it beautiful. Just, I love Christine, so I love Liv, and I watched it when I was clearing out my flat in my third year university so a couple of years ago, and I was like, Aww. Liv, you need to watch Christine McConnell, you'll love and then her. I watched, I watched it this year at yeah. Halloween, and it just like, oh my god, I was like, it was just a really good comfort thing, because I just moved, and I was like, you know when you move, and like, you're not necessarily sad that you've moved, but you get a little, you get the little moving blues, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. Mm. My body was like, things are changing, ah! And I was like, <laughs> so I watched Christine McConnell. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got on Krampuschloff. I love it. May they... I talk about why, how I'd make this film better? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's right. get into it. So we've Let's already talked about it, so. the classism. Um... Yeah, we've already talked about the classism. So I was talking about this uh, to my boyfriend yesterday. Shout out, fan of the show. <laughs> so Ew. I hope so. I hope you listen. Um, yeah. Ew, gross. Anyway, so I was talking to, um, about him and I was like, I think that it's a really cool concept. I love the concept of Krampus. I also love the concept of the snow globes. But mm-hmm. I think that it could have been creepier. I I feel a little bit let down by this film. It's um, not enough of a horror comedy. You know what I mean? No, like, it's, it's, it's I love not a horror funny. Comedy. Like, I don't find this film no, funny. But the tone is horror comedy because I'm quite bad with scary things. So I like a horror comedy because yeah. I like the alleviation from being stressed. Yeah, same. Um, but it's just the tone is a little silly yeah but yeah it doesn't fully commit I think we both agree we love the Krampus myth and we love that this film has given us the opportunity to talk about it Um, and his design is cool and the creatures are cool yeah the actual plot yeah I think I think like there's there's gorgeous shots in it it's very well made I like the creepy animals Mm -hmm. like creepy toys and creepy animals and things like that yeah cool concept I think it's the Weller group but the rest of it just like the whole story for it falls flat for me especially because like my point with the Krampus thing is is that like if you actually look at the Krampus mythology Mm -hmm. so this also this film was made because the director saw a, uh, a Krampus carton and was like Oh wow, that's so cool! Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to make a movie based on that. And and I think you can tell with me, this film, there's enough, there's like as many problems as I have with it. You can kind of tell that there is some level of care to it. Like there's some inclusion yes. of the myths and like 
the this animated flashback especially is gorgeous and it incorporates a lot yeah. of stuff from the myths like it doesn't always do it super well but it does it and i'm like okay cool i can tell that you do care about this but yeah there's problems i think the thing that gets me though is that like in this krampus is based on like quote-unquote bad wishes Mm -hmm. real krampus mythology is based on like bad behavior like being actively naughty and acting out what i didn't like is that basically krampus is punishing people for not being happy enough around the christmas season yeah pretty much that seems like a bad santa kind of thing that's not a krampus thing that sounds like yeah like if you were going to do a horrifying version of like father christmas where he's like you're not being happy enough cursed Mm -hmm. um so i was so basically my vision for this film which i think could have been kind of like a cooler cooler thing Sorry, I, this sounds like I'm, I think that this, I don't think this film is bad. I'm not saying that I think the film is really bad, but I just think that the concepts in it, if you did it a little different, I think it could be Absolutely. I think that spookier. the central stuff to the film is good and the actual film is yeah. kind of boring. It's a fun movie to watch Very with well acted. Really, yes. really well acted. I think Very everything cool. works so, in it. I think the plot is weak and in combination it doesn't work. But if yeah. I'm like, cool, I really like like Omi's story and I really like the animation. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The and plot I love the creature falls. designs, which are very yeah. cool. It's like um, the Weta... I think it's Weta Works in New Zealand made them and they do yeah. like Thor Ragnarok and like the new Blade Runner and cool. Mad Max and The Hobbit and all of that stuff. They're like a cool company. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're mm-hmm. a cool company. I like some of the stuff they do. They might be a bad company. I like the stuff but... that they make. If they're terrible people, let's know. Oh, yeah, cool. I just clicked <laughs> on their um, Wikipedia. Let me tell you one of the sections is called Workplace Culture Allegations. So I take that back. Good God. They do make cool stuff. I'm sure that's cool, nice people they make and cool artists stuff. working I'm very there, sorry that it's at but... the expense of people's health yeah. and sanity. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, um, carry on. <laughs> anyway, um, so like, yeah, I think that's the thing is that the plot conceptually feels a little bit weak to me. I think mostly because like, with the with the Omi, it's like, oh, you got punished because your parents were actively in an economic depression and didn't have the energy to do a happy, nice Christmas for you. Like, mm-hmm. it, that's sad. That's sad if you're a child. But also, like, I found that really odd. What I what I wanted, what I wanted from the first five minutes of this film is that I wanted um, this to be a critique on like consumerist culture. Yeah, because that, right. And why do we have very... that weird Black Friday sequence at the beginning? Yeah, why that? Um, and why does Max like attack the kids clear. for not liking Santa? Um, I am not saying that this film should have been about like the glory of Jesus's birth. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that like if like even if you're not religious, I think what we can agree is like around the holiday times is that a lot of things is like it's important to just be around the ones you love. I'm not saying blood family. I'm saying the family that you pick for yourself and the people mm-hmm. you love. That's yeah. what's important, not what the adverts tell us, which is buying, buying, buying and going to sales and buying more food because like everything is like so much like you must consume. And if you don't buy the perfect gift, your family's going to hate you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which is, I mean, there's this, honestly, there's this one advert that's going around that makes me so annoyed. And it's basically like, buy a phone for your child or she'll never smile at you again. <laughs> yes, I've seen that one. I'm not even going to shout and out I the hate company. It. It's, it's awful. Ugh, it's it, yeah, I think it's it's Samsung, I think. But it just, I hate, I, I hate this stuff that comes out of Christmas. And especially, I I mean, I even, I hate the um the hypocritical adverts from like companies that like don't give to charity or like have terrible working conditions. I'm like, we should all work together this Christmas. I just, it's yeah. fake and I hate it. But I really wish that this had been like a critique, either a critique on consumerism or gone in a completely different way where Max at the very start of the film gets his wish granted and at the very start of the film he wakes up 
and mm. he's in the snow globe and he doesn't realize at first because i think you have a really fun like opportunity for kind of like comedy where it's kind of like you know that sick okay so i'm gonna go if you've seen kevin can f himself yes i've seen the first couple um, episodes right so the so you know in the kevin can f himself where kevin walks into a room the warm lights immediately go on and everyone reacts differently to him yeah because he's and everyone's like living smiling and laughing i would have loved it if it was like a snow globe and it was like his his family his family were the ones that were fake. And so in the real world, it's that he's gone missing mm. because he wants it to Christmas to be like it was. So they've put him in a snow globe where Christmas is like it was, but it's every day and his family isn't real. And then maybe you could have like a whole thing where actually his family are like, you know, a million gingerbread men in a trench coat or yeah. like the creepy animals or like they have creepy monster faces secretly. And like when he acts out and he's like, this isn't right. I don't like this anymore. They're like, but you wanted it to be Christmas. Like, yeah. You know, that kind of thing where like, mm-hmm. if it was a monkey's paw, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Yeah, because I thought it was And the payoff was earlier in the film. Yeah. I think that would have been really cool. Or alternatively, where they're all in a snow globe from the very start and when they're looking for Beth, they travel to the very outskirts. Mm. What could have been also cool is that they travel to the very outskirts. They find the glass wall of the snow globe and like yes. they're like what the heck is going on and they can kind of see that they're like in hell and i guess like either the film ends optimistically with them getting out or whatever yeah. and they all hug and they're like we should be together for every holiday or alternatively it ends with them not getting out and it ends with krampus just scooping them back into their little snow globe and blah 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 you can go either way yeah because but it doesn't really end think... with any kind of like the only like payoff is like, like there's the no parents payoff. sacrifice there's also, themselves that... for the kids but like there's no yeah. there's no real doubt in it that the parents like yeah. love like they're not very good parents i don't think and like they save their like sacrifices themselves for the kids till mm-hmm. the very end mm-hmm. but there's no like payoff like oh but we love each other and we're going to protect each other like there's no, no question through the whole thing like, you know the family love each other anyway like they all find each other annoying and stuff but there's no like they they don't yeah. like particularly hate each other or anything you know what i mean so no. there's no like we haven't learned something but there's we no like we're to together and i love other. you kind of thing it's like yeah i think it would have been cool as well because i think it's a you know how the snowstorm falls overnight yeah at the beginning it would have been cool if like that's the oh now you're in the snow globe thing and like maybe they yes. were because they certainly can't get out of the house and they like the implication is they're in the snow globe the whole time right because there's no one else yeah. there um and like obviously the boyfriend's family have died but there's no snow plows on the road and like they're like mm-hmm. oh they, i can't see any neighbors and like the only pe- person yeah. we see is the delivery guy that's died that like just happens to be there but like yeah every other family is gone like immediately before all of the krampus stuff kicks off and surely like since max is the guy yeah. that made the wish he's the one that's getting targeted like there's the the yeah. ups guy isn't there at the end you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah exactly so like, not, the implication just, like, is they're the kind of in the them. snow globe the whole time but it's not yeah super but you well don't done. you don't see that until like the end which i think yeah, yeah and, like I you're not sure wanted, if like they want... get thrown into hell and then they're in the snow globe yeah you know what i mean i also but, like, kind of wanted like a bigger payoff for it i also wanted a bigger payoff for the setup at the start which is my family's low class so i don't like them kind of thing yeah. like i know the point is that they all don't really like each other but like the like the um the, her her sister and her sister's like family they don't like them but they mostly don't like them because they see them as snobby and they are they are like this there's no correct. there's no like oh they're just mean because we have money now and i'm like oh no your life is so hard tony collette yeah. like <laughs> like we were watching it with no, friends I, and we were complaining about the stuff yeah. and then one of our friends was like 
okay, surely now that this kid is guzzling Mountain Dew, they're doing it very heavy handed and it's going to be some kind of like annoying ish yeah. payoff at the end where it's like, we should respect and love each other. Yeah. But they never do that. So there's no payoff for it. No, it's just a no series payoff. of like fat jokes. And like, also, like, that's it. I know the point is that like, oh, they're supposed to not like each other very much, but like, it doesn't, it just didn't feel you could, that But way you can make it. that, that it, the, the kids are like kids and bitchy sometimes yeah and the make kids fun are annoying of, yeah like, you can make you that, know, that they make fun of him for the santa letter you don't have to be like yeah you don't have to be stereotyped to do being, that like, and also they're also like they're poor and like, also they're really, trashy so we a, hate a lot them. of it really reminded me of um uh zoe b if honestly this is a great video check it out if you zoe b's um i think it's called trash food mm. it's basically it's a youtube video about how um trash food which is like the the diet of um you know quote unquote rednecks who live in Appalachia mm-hmm. um like their diet and some and are basically talking about how like some people in America have like trash like um, like white trash parties where they'll all eat like that food they'll eat like the you know Vienna sausages and like ambrosia and mm-hmm. you know um cow tails and things like that mm-hmm. um and like they oh, and frito pie and like they enjoy it and they love like they like eating the food they like and everything but like it's like you know, actively making fun of someone like by consuming it and stuff like that. It's a mm-hmm. really interesting look at like class and food within America. That's uh, really. Specific, I will say it's very specific to white America. She does also touch on like um aspects of like um other culture, other cultures' food being seen as like low class and things like that. But it's yeah. mostly because um so it's coming from Zoe B's perspective because she grew up in Appalachia. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Very specifically in like a very small town and like. Mm-hmm the food that she ate was made fun of by her classmates and she didn't understand until she went to like school she didn't understand that her family was like poor yeah and then she went to school and everyone was like ew gross you eat like bologna sandwiches and all this stuff and it's like yeah so anyway it's really interesting but i i don't know it just really part of it reminded me of that because like it's all these like little signifiers throughout the movie that like oh they're drinking mountain dew and they eat macaroni with hot dogs and like yeah all this stuff where you're supposed to be like oh they're that that kind of family and then you know they like hunting they like guns but then also i'm kind of like if their family is that poor that by the way they have to wrap their kids christmas presents in newspaper if they are that poor they are probably hunting for survival Mm. like it's not like yeah or they might be like farmers or like have land like they live on it's also implied that one of their their family lives on a ranch yeah like his his mama his no not his mom his auntie or something lives on a ranch yeah and so they it's a family thing like it's it's something they've been born into the 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 girls like hunting but then also like within families like that it's very normal for kids to hunt from a young age and like yeah i mean like i won't get onto like i i i personally don't agree with big game hunting i don't like it i i don't see the point in it but i also you know i think if people are fishing and hunting within like to feed our family i think that is way more sustainable than yeah, contributing absolutely. to the meat and fishing industry yeah so correct. i don't see particularly that much a problem with that mm-hmm. but i just i don't know i just if it would have been better if there had even just been a conflict you know what i mean like an actual conflict between yeah, the two like sisters some kind of central where she's like not... you think you're better than me now and you're not you're yeah. still like you're you can look down your nose at me all you want but like and also there's a bit where tony collects specifically sharpshoots one of the creatures and i'm like oh so she knows how to hunt 
Yeah. Like, I think that's supposed to be a signifier that she does. But there's no payoff. I just want... I want a bit want of payoff. Anything. I want a bit of conflict between the there's, family. Just anything. For a film Give me a good start, fight. Yeah. You know? For a film that, like... <laughs> starts with a kid being like i just want my family to get on there's not a lot of conflict and there's no payoff Mm -mm. and there's not like an emotional heart to it which is something that no if a film is bad but there's an emotional heart to it and i can tell someone's put something into it i'm like okay fine but if you're doing a comedy horror i get that you can't do that except there's not a lot of comedy apart from like the gingerbread man looks silly and some of the evil toys look silly and it's like a slasher film, basically. So, like, yeah, yeah they are they are like comedic elements, but it's not funny. it's not like a comedy horror. It's not like watching. Like, and I, a comedy I, lab, I mean, I love it? me comedy horrors. Yeah. Like, I I think the most recent one that I watched um, was Serial with Vince mm. Vaughn in it. Oh nice. my god, <laughs> watch it. It's I will. So it good. Fun. I mean, that's the thing is that like I, well, I'm not saying that Serial is the, like the most um, intensely drawn out plot ever. It's it's a very simple concept. What if Freaky Friday, but a serial killer? Yeah. But <laughs> it, it is incredibly well made. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's good. I mean, I I just I wish Krampus had been a bit more campy. You know. Yeah. Krampus. Like one of my favorite comedy movies, um, <laughs> Ready or Not, and that's like. Serious horror with oh, also a lot of comedic elements and it. it's so funny. Yeah, but then also Ready or Not is like actively saying something yeah. about like mega corporations and the fact that yeah. they do make deals with the devil to be successful and it's about like the anxiety of being like a working class person marrying into yeah. an upper class family. Yeah, but you also know, like I don't it's... think films always have to have a moral like message or anything. Like, oh no, I watched... they don't. No, I watched um, Willy's Wonderland that came out this year. It's Nicolas Cage oh beating up a bunch of like Five Nights that. at Freddy's-esque, like animatronics. It's very tropey. The kids break in. The kids have sex. The kids die. They're not kids. They're like teens. But like, and he's there to beat up the animatronics and he doesn't speak. And, like, Incredible. It's like a very like action-y comedy horror and it's fine and it doesn't need a moral heart because that's what it is. This one is pushing no. so hard. Like Krampus is pushing so hard at the beginning. Like consumerism family like, and then look, it's like slash 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 oh, and no. you're like well you just don't need to do you either don't need to set it up or do set it up but you yeah can't you're do like both. it's because it's like kind of trying hard to just be like a slasher with like with just yeah. comedy elements if it was just a slasher it'd be fine like, yeah just a slasher fine but then also don't do the setup where it's like we might not like our family but it's just for a few days and like yeah. blah 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 and like then at the end have them be like I don't know, I just wanted to have, yeah. like, even just a shouted conversation as someone gets eaten by a worm. Like, right. go ahead. Even, like, like just... slashers like Fear Street <sighs> series. Like, nothing. they're not... Like, Fear Street's not a comedy horror at all. It's, like, a comedy slasher... Sorry, it's, like, a mystery yeah. horror slasher film. Like, mm. kind of trashy-esque. And, like, I, I mean that affectionately. I really like the Fear Street series. But even oh, that yeah, is, like, yeah. funnier than this. <laughs> like, it's not a funny film. Yeah. like It's funny to watch it with friends, but, like, it's... Yeah, it's not, I mean, like... You're not I having mean, a giggle. You know, I've... I have a penchant for comedy horror and I like I mean even like I don't know as an example like the ba- the babysitter mm-hmm. like pure slasher but it is a comedy horror because it is absolutely taking the mick out of that genre it's very funny mm-hmm. um and it's silly and like I mean some of the jokes hit a bit weird they're kind of it's I would say it's very much comedy slasher in the style of like one of those skits from YouTube probably yeah <laughs> two, I've seen a couple of clips from it and I know exactly what you mean it's silly, but like you know, um, or like uh, um, the final girls. Yeah, I love the final girls. I, the final girls are so fun because mm-hmm. it absolutely just dissects like 
they well like as an example you know what a more horrifying version which you know i think krampus wants to be but krampus isn't quite it's cabin in the woods yeah it's i've not seen that the, but i've heard the, that's the horror amazing. genre oh my god katie it's so good i love cabin in the woods i genuinely i've spent hours on the wikipedia page because they have so much lore and i love it Mm. so much but maybe we'll get into that next halloween that'd be fun does comedy horror that is actually horrific really really well because Mm -hmm. it is actively scary at parts and there's other parts which are really funny and there's bits that are like kind of both like you know it's it's good and i just think that krampus is neither as horrific or as funny as it needs to be to actually be like a proper comedy horror. Like when I was clicking everyone, I was like, Krampus, the comedy horror film. I was like, is it really comedy? It's just kind of a slasher, Like, I don't find it funny. Like, like I'm just like, okay, like, I think maybe if you're like, I mean, there's bits that I did laugh at. I laughed at the dog eating the gingerbread man. Yeah. And I I think, I I mean, I enjoyed the 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 grandma being a secret sharpshooter. That was really fun. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't know, I, don't, I, I laughed at the bit where also the, the kid was like, I only dropped, kicked him into a manger. Like, that was funny. Yeah. But then by the time Krampus has come and is activi- actively, like, terrifying them all, there's no real, like, way for the comedy to, like, acti- actually happen. Yeah, like, the tone is like, oh, no, the kids are dead, you know? Like, it doesn't, it's not yeah, super Yeah, it's fun. like, yeah, you can't have, like, that much child, like, death within, like, a few scenes and be like, woohoo, funny. Yeah, and, like, like, I think, I think it's meant to be funny that, like, the kid eats the gingerbread man and then is killed for it. But to me, I'm like, cool, so, find it funny. No. Yeah, not for me. I was like, okay. Yeah, like, like I think I that's just, meant I don't to know. be a joke. That, that, like the, that the, the, the character comedy. of Howie Jr. was particularly egregious to me because I was Correct. just like, I do, I just don't understand why I'm supposed to find it funny that they have a non-verbal child. Yeah, it's not, fu- it's not funny. Yeah, and he is lured in by a gingerbread man. Yeah, like. it's directly implied that Howie Jr. is non-verbal because he's stupid. Yeah, because he doesn't like he never speaks he never speaks even when he's being like yunked up a chimney he just screams Mm -hmm. so like i just i just didn't like it because i was just like i I just don't see the point because then it's just like oh he hates howie jr because he's trying to like have a conversation with him howie jr won't say anything to him he just kind of stares at him Mm -hmm. oh no like i just i didn't I, i have to say i didn't really like the character of max that much yeah like there's not a, there's not a lot in any of the characters to be honest. It's also like when they're like sat at the dinner table and you're supposed to be like, oh Max is such a cute little child because he's wearing like a a waistcoat and a bow tie and the other kids are wearing camo. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And- there's also I think there's so many kids as well, which is fine. But like when there's like mm-hmm. that many kids just to just so that they can be like picked off in a slasher, you're like, okay, well, I can't yeah. even set like you don't need to invest in people in a slasher because obviously then it'd be very traumatic to see them be slashed. But like <laughs> yeah. you can't even you don't get really personality for like at least half the kids. You know what no, I mean? like you only teen, see it like through. You know? That's it. Yeah, you only really see it. you also the problem with the other the other kids in the other family is that you see them specifically through the lens of that family. Yeah. So you're supposed to see um howie jr and be like oh he's stupid and you're supposed to see the two little girls and be like oh they're so uncouth and weird and like yeah they were hats they're just, and they they're just use tomboys. an ipad yeah they're just tomboys they like yeah. they're, they're they dress like in you know more like 
you know, I'd say masculine outfits. They both have long hair. Like, it's not like they have all their hair shaved off. They're not even, they have long you hair. know, particularly masculine. They're just kind of in pretty neutral no, clothes. They look you know like I mean? girls that I knew when I was in brownies that just weren't into, like, pink and dolls. Yeah. And, and also, supposed like, to not, like, I mean, to be fair, I will say, like, they do swear. They do make fun of her thing. But also, the way that they're introduced is that you're supposed to not like them because yeah. they're weird and they like hunting and yeah. stuff. And like it's not like, like if this I film was like making like a wider message you know what i mean like you don't know if yeah. his family have the money to make the clothes that like to have the clothes and that's no. what they want not that people would default like definitely want femininity or anything but like if yeah. you're like this is a poor family they all have like matching hats and like kind of ill-fitting clothes like you don't know whether yeah. that is like a choice or if that is just the life that they're living but the film has nothing yeah. in that about that you know what i mean these are just no. like teen girls you know like there's nothing in there they're not making any they're just like you know preteens yeah um and like if when um when uh oh shoot beth is complaining about having to share a room with them she's not being like oh but they're so mean to max like i don't want to share a room with them because they're mean to max she's complaining um because she calls them girls who pee standing up Mm -hmm. um which is, you know, supposed to be a dig at the fact that they're, they're masculine. masculine. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't even want to call them masculine because it's not even particularly masculine to just be a little girl and not want to wear pink. Yeah, like, exactly. I knew tons, of, especially when I was in brownies, there's tons of girls who just want to, like, get in mud. Yeah, they, <laughs> you are, know? they are kids. Um, they are kids' kids, you know? Yeah, I was going to say that, that I'll, I'll retract that. I'll say she doesn't like them specifically because they're not feminine and she, you know, makes joke about... Um, her uncle howard wanting boys so he's making them be boys it's not as if like yeah i don't know i just yeah i think i think yeah i think it basically goes back to there not being any emotional payoff Mm, like they never have the final hot heart like no no one gets to die while someone else holds them and it's like it's gonna be okay we'll do christmas together you know i wanted that like i wanted some emotion yeah there's there's a brief part where like Uncle Howard is basically like to Adam Scott being like, you're not so bad. I had to, actually, I will say one of the bits that I laughed at is that um, he gives him a gun and he's like, oh, it's pretty heavy. And he's like, yeah, it's my wife's. Yeah. Like, because she has the bigger gun for some reason. I thought that was fun. Yes, that, that was fun. silly. But like, you know, overall, it's just, you know, it's lacking a bit. And like, you know, I, there were bits that made me sad specifically, like when, when the baby was crying. I loved mm. the baby in this movie. The baby is so cute. The baby is And like, is there's so a nice cute. moment where like the, the sister, the family that's visiting, not Beth, I forgot her name, Linda, I think Linda, um, like they're Linda. running away from the sandworm and she gets grabbed by the worm and like her kid is hugging her and being like, mom. And she's like passing her to her sister, like save my kid. Like, that's a nice moment. Save that's my like child. A, that's like a nice like Linda. Linda's thing. a good mum in this. Linda is a really good mum in this. Linda's a good mum in this. I just yeah, and then I don't know. It just also like there's like these little bits. Like I mean yeah, again like the, the they wrap their kids' toys in newspaper and it's like do, does the do they not like and then she's all like oh, we have to spend Christmas with our with my family and like oh they're they're poor basically. I'm like yeah. do you not think about how like maybe the reason why they're so standoffish when they get to their house is because they. They're, they might be personally embarrassed about the fact that they, they can afford to give their kids a couple of presents wrapped in newspaper and you have a full Christmas tree mm-hmm. with so many presents underneath it. Yeah. But again, this is this is pure extrapolation. I'm giving this film a lot of things that it's not saying. 
Absolutely. Because it never says anything. And I think mm-hmm. the thing that's ma- annoys me most about this film, not just that like Krampus is punishing this family based on like nothing and that also punished Omi's family based on the fact that they're in a depression and they don't want to have the Christmas spirit. I thought that was stupid. Yeah. I don't like in horror movies where people get punished for not doing anything. Right. Like if you're going to have like that anyway. And also it's just not, it's not based on the Krampus Smith enough. Anyway, but that specifically that this film doesn't say anything. No. It doesn't say anything about family. It doesn't say no. anything and about like, up, like Christmas time. Yeah, people not every film has to, but it's, the setup at the beginning is that it is. Yeah, so. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going out like coming out of like. I don't. I don't know. Like cereal. I didn't come out of cereal being like, well, that didn't say anything about being a teenage girl in today's society. Yeah, right. Like Willy's Wonderland. To. You're not like. Yeah, I want to. I want to know the morals. Yeah, I'm not like. These. Oh, the babysitter really says nothing about like workers' rights in America. Like, yeah, I'm not right? bothered. But don't have the setup and don't have these two very clearly opposite, like, warring sides of a family. And then just be like, eh, never get trapped in snow. Go, peace, yeah. bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then to do that little ending, like, and it's Christmas now, you're like, okay, but Christmas wh- what's forever. happening? What's going to happen? Are they all just in hell now? Yeah, I, I guess. Mean, I guess, like, the implication is, like, I wish that Christmas could be like it always was forever. Like, yeah. I think that's the implication. But then. But I think, you know, if you're going to have, if you're going to have the wish granted, you get Christmas forever. Mm-hmm. Have it at the start of the movie. Make that be the horror. Oh, right. anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that probably like wraps that up. But I do have to ask before we get into our final things, uh, date or steak? I date Krampus. I date Krampus too. I think Krampus based is off, a... Based off like the little holiday cards I've seen of him, I would date Krampus, but I I have been reliably informed that he he's in a committed tall. relationship with St. Nicholas. He's, so. you know, he's tall. He's got hey, that hey, vacant Ayo stare. Krampus, what that tongue do? <laughs> right? He's got that long tongue, vacant stare. <laughs> he's tall. Um, he's... Pete Davidson vibes. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I'm sorry. I like silly little goat men. Right. I... My absolute also... favourite thing is there's this one moment where they're looking outside and they're looking at all the snowmen and then Krampus runs out and he does a very silly little run across the, like, I want to say mm. the stage, just across the scene. He does just a little, like, little run, like a little scurry, and I love him. Scurries. <laughs> it's also because I I think my, my one favourite thing about um giving people goat hooves in uh, film and stuff is that, uh I mean... <laughs> This is going to sound really dumb. So the hooves that they need to use for prosthetics, they are essentially like a pair of platform heels um, yes. with, the, with the heel knocked off. Um, yes. Which does mean that every time you get someone wearing like a Krampus outfit or as an example, Lucifer in popular teen TV show, um, yes. <laughs> The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. it means that they have this gait like they're walking in a pair of heels. Yes. And I love it. It's I think it's fun. so fun. Um, also, I mean, I did briefly, I remember because someone came on my TikTok who had actually bought a pair of like goat hoof high heels. Mm-hmm. I did look into buying a pair of them. They are custom made on Etsy and they are very, very I much bet money. They are so pricey. So yeah. I, I shall not be purchasing them. But, but how fun. I think they're so cool. I really, I really like it. I really love that it gives everyone that kind of gait and they do look like a goat walking on the hind legs yeah i love them it's so you know fun. it's kind of awkward it's kind of fumbly and i think it's very fun and I love it, I, yeah and like it does so encourage well. to like bring your knees up quite high as well when yeah. you're running because so um, otherwise you're gonna balance backwards yeah. but yeah i just love it he's Huge such fan. a big dude but he's doing this like bouncy heels oh, so run big. and i love him yes. so good and he he's had jingling a all the thing. way it's so cute yeah he's so cute he has that sexual attention with omi so yeah i agree absolutely date um, sometimes um, at the end of this show we also ask if it's trying to give us like a moral message but I think we've discussed it enough it isn't no <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I will also say, hot take, uh, Mr. Tomnus is just Twink Krampus. Oh, so true. Do you think they Thank hang you. out? Yeah. I oh think my they god, do. so cute. They hang out at the I like convention. I like to think that Krampus, when he's not terrorizing kids, like he's just like chilling, like he's yeah. just having a nice day off. Also, yeah, like, maybe when Krampus was taking kids to hell, maybe he just thought they were really chilly and was like, Get right. by the in, obviously, children. In this depiction, Krampus evil. In like folklore stuff, he just him and Saint Nicholas hang out and he's he punishes the nasty guy. kids by dragging them to hell. He's just doing his job. Maybe he's a minimum wage yeah. worker, we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. I also, you know, with with a lot of these things, like obviously I knew they're like traditionally boogeyman, but especially like modern day depictions of Krampus where he's like a cheeky little devil. I just like, I just think he's a fun little I guy. I just think he's neat. <laughs> I just think he's neat. I think, I don't think he eats kids. I think he's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's my, my my opinion. I think he's a fun little guy. Um, Yeah, so definitely date Krampus. I do that. I Absolutely. think he's cute. <laughs> uh, Pigs and pits. Yes. So my peak is either, as we've already talked about, oops, sorry, as we've already talked about, uh, Krampus's little run. I love it. I also like that he yeah, does a sexy good. little wink at one point. Really makes me giggle. He does. He does a sexy little wink at one point. And also, I think that so much Tony Collette suits holding an axe. Yes. It really suits her. She does. I actually held an axe, and I was like, oh, that's right. She should be holding oh, an axe. Yes um yes. my pit is like the the ongoing classism and stuff like that and mm. just all the stuff we talked about that it's just the bad stuff yeah. yeah don't like any of it what about you yeah okay so my peak is the concept i love a krampus horror movie yeah uh, i also love that it let us talk about folklore for a while because this is the next vlog episode from us to you christmas present mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. uh my pit i i mean we know what my pit is my pit is that i felt like this film could have given me more i wanted more from this film yeah absolutely it's like wasted potential i feel a bit you know? let down it's one of those things where like I, I i didn't actively hate it while i was watching it but i'm never gonna watch krampus again yeah, every like... every other film Mm-hmm. that we've watched i've either watched multiple times or would watch again yeah and this is the first film where i've been like yeah nah. i probably wouldn't watch it again but you can tell from how much we've like talked about the law and like all the yeah. stuff in it that like and all the krampus stuff today like we love the myth we love the folklore oh, i, love I would definitely love to do some more folklore stuff in the future krampus nacht krampus nacht absolutely krampus hopefully it will report to you live from krampus nacht last year next yes! year oh my we'll god that would be so crazy we'll see where things are with you know the ongoing unpleasantness um yeah but if we could get an interview with a krampus i'd actually scream. oh my god that would be so fun i we'll think it would be little, really fun oh we'll wear little badges saying that we're a podcast it'll be so fun Yes, and I, yeah, I, I would love to get to do more folklore in the future. I think, um, well, our next episode, I'm definitely going to go into some folklore. Yes, do you want to um, announce our next episode, Liv? Our next episode is going to be in the new year, by the way. Sorry, we're, we're having a couple of weeks off. It's Christmas, guys. Yeah, we'll take Christmas. Uh, well, we don't think any of you guys are really going to be listening to a podcast over, like, no. the full Christmas season. But this episode is going to be coming out a little bit early. We're back-to-backing this episode with Life After Birth. Yeah. So, also little, because we didn't think okay. you'd want to listen to a Christmas episode on the 24th of December, so no. 17th it is. So, assume so, that this episode uh, is the one from the 24th, uh, and then we're fine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, our episode in New Year is going to be Ginger Snaps! Yeah, so I've not know, seen it before. A... I've not either, but I've been reliably informed that I'm going to love it. Yeah. So. And it's, it's about like a teenage a, werewolf. Yeah, it's like Jennifer's body, Heather's esque mm. werewolf. I'm very excited. Yes. 
so yeah if you and also if you guys have any suggestions of films that you want us to do yeah we're going to the end us, of our list email us anything you know we'd love to we'd love to cover things that you guys want to hear us talk about you yeah. know we're midnight fun pod everywhere or midnight fun pod at gmail.com pod, tiktok twitter anything yeah Maybe if you even want to tag us in things on tiktok or tweets or anything yeah even if like, you just hey, see a tweet TikTok. that makes you giggle tag us in it we'd love to see it <laughs> we love talking to you guys we would. i mean Kate and I have been posting on our Twitter recently and it's like little gifts to each other. We just retweet things that we think the other would like. Non-stop nonsense. I'm like, oh, I like on a tweet. And then it's some nonsense that Liv's tweeted and I'm like, this is the best. Yeah. Uh, Today I saw um, (laughs) Count Von Count Law and I was like, I absolutely have to retweet uh, Sesame Street Count Von Count Law. So watch out for us talking about that in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as as a fun little side, we are coming up onto 50 episodes, so... Hell yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> and if you've listened with us through these almost 50 episodes, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Big love to you guys. Yeah. Um, we hope and you guys... Even if you're a brand new listener just for today, if you would just search Krampus on... Hell yeah. <laughs> on uh, whatever podcast that you listen to and you thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I mean, hello. I hope you liked it. We have many more episodes. We do. I know that one of the like McElroy podcasts just did something on Krampus. I've not listened to it yet. So if you've listened to that and wanted to listen to more Krampus Law, I yeah. hope we fulfilled that for you. Hello. Um, I hope you have a super happy holidays if you celebrate. If not, yes. I hope you just have a really fun December. I hope the weather's fun not time. too bad for you. Um, yeah. Get your booster jabs. Um, have a nice time. I'm getting mine on Saturday. How exciting! I cannot get mine because I currently have COVID and yeah, I am very much isolating. But when I can get it, I'll get it. You guys should get it because woo! Yes, <laughs> Omicron sucks. <laughs> I'm using this platform yeah, as my platform. That's, that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, real bad. Um, so get your boosters if you can. If not, I hope you have a really safe and happy holidays. Uh, and we'll yes. see you in the next in the new year with ginger snaps. Have a great yeah. morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro music are loved and respected by Rosa Zerti of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed throughout the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends. <laughs>